Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Okay, this is the sixth home run in this ballpark that's been hit straight away center field. And Brady Slavin's got all of that one. They move him to the eight hole from the two spot. Fastball straight down the middle. My man barreled it. And we're talking about the wind blowing in. It did not matter at all. Yo, what is up, everybody? It's time for the Unalter Bench Podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. Jim, Randy's got the night off, but that's not going to stop us from getting to it. We got episode 10 coming at you called Razorback Redemption Tour because we got Arkansas baseball star Brady Slavens joining us. He's going to talk to us about, obviously, his story. But really, we're getting tuned up. We're getting primed for, you know, this weekend. Baseball is kicking off, and we're ready. Uh, it's been a long off season, and the wait is over. It's, it's here. It's time. So let's get into it. Help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview in podcasting this week, our man, Arkansas Razorback baseball star, Brady Slavin. Brady, our man, how we doing tonight? Doing good. Just getting ready for the season coming up. Yeah, man. Four days away is so close. You can taste it. I mean, I can only imagine how you are. We as we as fans and guys who cover it, we're stoked. So as you as the guys taking the field, I mean, you got to be chomping at the bit. But before we get into your story and get into baseball, man, let's talk. Did you watch the Super Bowl last night? I did. I did. What would you think? Good game? Great game. I'm a Chiefs fan, born and raised in Kansas City, so – I mean, I I love watching that. Love watching that. See, I figured that being where you're from, but we've made some assumptions on this show before. It's been very wrong. Guys being from, like, I don't know, the West Coast and then, like, Washington fans. So, like, and I don't mean Washington State. I mean, like, Washington uh, Commanders. So, it's like, don't want to ever want to make any assumptions that you you might be a Chiefs fan, but that's what's up that your team, uh, yeah. team won. Let me ask you a question. When you go to a Super Bowl party, does food matter? Yes, it does. Have to have the essentials. What are the essentials? You got to have some kind of like chips and queso. Uh, You got to have, some people call them pigs in a blanket uh, or little corn dog things. And then you got to have, I mean, you got to have some good chips. And then I like hot dogs and burgers just because it's kind of like a grill out if it's if it's nice out i mean that's just kind of like a super bowl party kind of i got i got to figure out how the host of my party showed up with a chick-fil-a chicken nugget tray on a sunday because as we know they're closed but he had one so i don't know who he knows huh. but he made it happen and ain't nothing wrong with the the nugget tray uh and he had the queso as well but yeah that those are those are all must got that's what it's like for me when I'm choosing what party. It ain't even about the friends. I'm it's multiple parties, multiple friends. Who's got the best fa- layout of food? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, 
It's almost like you don't even want to show up if there's not good food there. No. <laughs> hey, Daniel, would you come to my house if I had no food just to watch the game with me? No. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. So, you know, music, you know, there was Chris Stapleton and Rihanna last night. We're not going to talk about them specifically, but it leads us to the question, you know, we always like to know, what's your uh, your favorite musician or band? Musician or bands? So tough. Um, see, like for me, I like old country. So, like, I like kind of like the Tim McGraw, uh, George Strait, Alan Jackson type you, of group. You just got our respect because me and Daniel don't listen to new country. We like the old school country, and so you're you're speaking to us. We're with you on that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a too into you know the new country i mean some songs are good but like i won't i'd rather listen to the old country the prime country i feel you. what's your what's your walk-up song this year? you coming out to some old country by chance no no i'm not i'm coming, coming out of rap music ain't you yeah some j cole so it'll so that's what gets me going country is just kind of like when i lay back and i'm driving in the car too so yeah no doubt one of my favorites is when you have a guy that'll bat and he'll either come out to some some rap song or whatever or the country and, and then it'd be vice versa and the person behind him comes out with the opposite. So you go from country to rap or rap to country and it's just like they don't vibe together at all. Yeah. Always the weirdest mix. So uh, you know, you just talked about being a Chiefs fan, man. Was that was that like your your favorite team always growing up, or did you have a favorite athlete, maybe a different sport? Uh could have been baseball, could have been anything that you, you know, idolized growing up. Uh, I would say just watching the Chiefs and the Royals growing up. I mean, I've lived there my whole life, so that's that's all we got there in uh, Kansas City. And so just watching, you know, players like when the Royals won the World Series. I mean, still, you know, being in being in high school and, and watching, you know, the, the great teams that they had. And then now watching Mahomes the last few years, it's been I mean, it's been pretty good. Good yeah, yeah, you you grew up in an area where you got to see some winning teams. Not everybody gets blessed like that, Brady. They they, they yeah. grow up. In I've a also place hey, I've also them. seen the worst teams too. So it's been <laughs> down and then it's been up. So I've seen both. All right. Well, I got one last one, and then I'll let Daniel dive into your story, man. We got a a lot of people got got their hot takes on what the best baseball movies are. I'm not gonna ask you what the best one is. I'm gonna ask you what your favorite baseball movie is. My favorite baseball movie. Um, I'm going to judge you based on this answer, too. Wrong answer, Brady. I'm cutting this episode right here. So, are we – answer me this. Are we going to go, com like, comedy baseball movie, or are we going to go, like, kind of serious? You can go any way you want about it. All right. So, I'm going to go serious. I like Moneyball just because I just like the, the back um, – the backstory on that and just – all the logistics that go into see, it. So you could see you went solid because um, I'm Sandlot's my number one movie, so that's your funny side. But Moneyball's yeah. my number two movie, so you know I feel you with what you were trying to decide. Daniel over here, he's a major league guy. See, I was yeah. that was the other one I was thinking about on the comedy side because that one is an all timer. That is uh, definitely it, it's one of those movies that. No matter if you're flipping through the channels, wherever it's at in the movie, you're going to stop and you're going to watch it yeah, for, you're gonna for turn a little on. bit. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, Brady, man, let's let's jump into your story, man. Obviously, all good stories start um, in the beginning, man. So let's go there. Talk to me a little bit about where you're from. Yeah, so I grew up in the, in Kansas City, uh, specifically in Olathe, Kansas, and I've grown up there from since I was a baby all the way up through. Gotcha. So it, it's like we've had man 175 guests i think you're our first guest really that's from kansas so tell us something that maybe a lot of people don't know about kansas what is the best thing or maybe like something strange that nobody would ever know um it's almost like it's almost like and there's the Kansas City area and then like you kind of head west and then there's just there's just nothing almost. <laughs> but the barbecue is so good there that I think it beats any barbecue in the whole country. Holy. And and that's where the episode ends. Have we a good come, night, we, we, come, we come from the home of barbecue there, Brady. Really, Memphis, Tennessee. Sir. Memphis, yeah, but I know you're gonna say Memphis because I've got some teammates from Memphis, and they say the same thing. You know, maybe Arkansas just needs to have a showdown. Just get <laughs> you, the Memphis guys. I'm sure you guys got some Texas guys. Everybody just grill up and like let's let's see what we got. Yeah, I think that's I'm the only way to decide. Sure. Next next Super Bowl, Kansas City yep. will probably be there again anyway. So yep. Brady's down. <laughs> there you there you go. All right. So you got you got dad, you got two sisters. Tell me a little bit about the whole family dynamics. Obviously, um, you got older older siblings, younger siblings. Where where do you fall in the in the in the line? Yeah, so both my sisters are younger. Um one's actually a freshman here at Arkansas, so I get to see her and hang out with her every now and then. And then one's a, a senior in high school. And so I don't see her as much, but um, then, you know, just growing, just growing up, I've been the oldest on both sides of the family. So like out of all the cousins, all the relatives, um, I'm the oldest. And so I've kind of been not put on a pedestal, but kind of everybody kind of looks up to me. So like I've had to put on a good, good face for the whole family the whole life I mean, that's a lot of pressure man that's, yeah oh uh, yeah i mean you you're the you're what they say is the 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 setter of the bar so wherever you set the bar that's what everybody else can get away with so yeah exactly <laughs> but um so tell me obviously you talked about one of your sisters going to arkansas the other one's a senior in high school is where is she the the youngest sister where is she, is she going to arkansas too is that the plan uh no she's she's not really interested in in coming to arkansas so she's just going to go to school in, in california and basically go to school by the beach so that that was her thinking it's so not a bad, she's not a bad choice at all. Yeah. yeah i mean that's that's a pretty pretty solid pretty solid choice yeah um so your your middle your middle sister um does she does she big league you at Arkansas? Pretend like she don't know you and like, no, like, who's no, this guy? No, 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 no. We're, we're all, we're all good. We're good together. So we don't, none of that. That's good. So obviously, you know, 
doing the research. Dad play a little bit of baseball. Yeah, he he actually played uh, junior college baseball at uh, the same one that I went to, which was Johnson County. So when you started baseball, how old were you? And was there was was that the only choice that he gave you because he's a baseball guy, or could you play whatever you wanted? No, I played. I think I played everything growing up. It's just kind of like narrowed my choices the older I got to what I liked, and so. Basically, when I got to high school, it was baseball and basketball um, was the two. And then it was just baseball. So that's what I enjoyed the most. So let me ask you this, man. I I've played travel baseball in Tennessee and I've coached travel baseball in South Florida, but I've never coached or played against a team from Kansas. This travel ball exists. It's got to exist in Kansas, right? Yeah, it does. Um, it's more of kind of like showcase, at least when I was in high school, it was more like showcases and all that. Uh-huh. Um, but actually, like, now that I'm in college, I look back and like all the, I guess Kansas City's like an up and coming market because they've got so many just like teams now in the area that go to like all these perfect game events. And that was like not even a thing. I never even went to a perfect game tournament, really. Um when I was in high school and that was really wasn't a thing, but now it's just become like more common. And so see a lot of Kansas city guys getting more publicity for that. Well, I mean, you, you were definitely on the radar by perfect game. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. Was it, was it high school? What high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Olathe Northwest. And, you know, relatively speaking, like the size of the school, how many people, like how many people are you graduating with? Um, it was, so my freshman, sophomore year, it was bigger and then they made another high school. Um, and so it ended up being like 500, but it was like almost 700, I, I would say. Gotcha. Sophomore year. Well, man, obviously you, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. I mean, in, in high school alone, um, top ranked shortstop in the state of Kansas. And that's by perfect game. You were ranked as the number one overall player in shortstop in the state of Kansas, Kansas by prep baseball report in 2019, perfect game preseason, all American first team, all state first team, all USA today, high school uh, sports as a junior, you were the, your team's offensive MVP as a junior in 2018, you hit 391 with 10 doubles, four triples, two homers, first team, all conference selection as a junior, second team, uh, all conference as a sophomore. I mean, that's a that's a pretty substantial list from really, you know, as soon as you start high school all the way until you end it, you know, clearly a successful career in high school. Um, how good was your high school um, in comparison to all the other schools in Kansas? Uh, we were pretty good. Um, we made it to state every year that I was there. Um, had some had some good players, a um, couple of JUCO guys on, on each team. Um, and a couple D2 guys as well. And uh, I would say we were we were pretty good when I was there. Um, I mean, for the most part. Jim, what what a humble, humble answer. How good were you guys? Oh, we were pretty good. We went to state every year. I mean, <laughs> we, we've had All-Americans on, on the show, man. And then 
like they haven't been to, to state. So man, I, that's a big deal, man, to do it every single year. Obviously the, the expectations are high. Um, but you know, a lot of good baseball has to be played along those seasons. So of all the baseball and all of those seasons, what was your favorite season? In high school? Yeah. My sophomore year was really, really cool. We we went to the semis, ended up end up losing, but that team was was pretty solid and um we we weren't really expected to do anything, but ended up having a good year and, and making it to state, um, which is a cool experience. So uh, on that year, I still I still think about it a little bit, but um, you know, single elimination in the state tournament. I wish it was double, but that's how it went. Man, uh, Daniel, I tell you what. First of all, ours, ours is double down here, so you just need to come on down down to Mississippi, Brady. But uh, Daniel, he answered that he's humble with this because you know most guys talk about what season was their individual best right was their favorite season and he went to team success and team season which kind of shows you the character because obviously his stats jump off the chart later on but he says sophomore yeah uh, i mean it's i think so the way that i would i would kind of picture it brady is that you to me obviously you end up excellent athlete high caliber prospect um and the, kind of the way I, I would in picture it is that your sophomore season is your favorite because there was a lot of success but you you see yourself in a different light you see yourself being able to compete at high levels you see yourself starting to pick up the game and start excelling you know and moving it from you know this tier of oh this is cool this is fun this is something i'm good at to holy shit, like, this is something that I can do at the next level. Um, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's kind of where that switch starts happening. And for me, like, I think that would be my favorite season for that reason. So I could only assume that maybe some of the same feelings are, are what are creeping through when you say that. Yeah, individually, I would say um, my sophomore year um, was kind of when I – put it all together kind of like when the strength hit um i guess you can call it puberty uh <laughs> um and you know all the all the swinging and everything it's just kind of like when i can put myself up against teams from the state especially you know being the young guy being a little sophomore and um putting your talent up against a bunch of older guys and teams and you know see how you stack um so that was that was really eye opening and, and good for me to experience. So at, at what point, you know, do colleges start, you know, recruiting you and start reaching out and <clears throat> and putting you on their radar? Uh, it was it was my sophomore year, I would say, after I put it all together. So it was kind of kind of after that sophomore uh, season and in into the summer is really when it started. So at, at that point, you know, when you're sitting down and, and you're getting ready to decide, all right, what are, what are the options realistically in your mind, you know, what were the top options? What were the, the ones that you were entertaining the most? So it was, it was kind of a process. I mean, it kind of started with smaller schools, um, some D2s, and then it went to smaller D1s and then it went to 
kind of mid-majors and then those those higher level ones and it really wasn't I still I didn't start getting the higher caliber ones until uh the PBR futures games um that summer um which I think I had a good BP showing or something um and they I guess I just started getting calls and so um that's when I really ended the recruiting process um, and, and decided on Wichita State. And so after that, you know, you stop, you stop hearing from everybody. And so I really didn't get to have the full recruiting experience that I, I could have. Um, so. so so what was it about Wichita State? Why, why did they ultimately, you know, get you? So um, the year before I got there, um, they had, I think, the second or most uh, draft picks um, in college baseball. Um, they were loaded, and so the interest of getting guys drafted um, was really good there. Um, they had a coach by the name of Todd Butler that I really liked, um, really respected. He, was, he actually came from Arkansas. He was the hitting coach at Arkansas um, before he went to Wichita State. And so it was mostly him. And then um, they gave me the option um, kind of to graduate early as well. And so that was very intriguing for me. And it's kind of what sold me on it. So, I mean, obviously, once you got there, you, you, you played well. I mean, you played in 46 games, 38 starts um, in your first season. You hit 218, 32 hits, 20 runs, four doubles, one home run. 23 RBIs, 21 walks, four stolen bases. Um, you know, nothing to, you know, you know, be down about. That's a that's a, a great way to enter college and a great, you know, stepping stone moving forward. Um, but I want to start with, you know, East Carolina, very well known school in college baseball. Um, as I'm I'm sure that you know. Um, what was it like hitting your first collegiate home run against East Carolina? and helping you guys uh, really knock them off in the opening round of the AAC conference tournament. Yeah. I mean, it's almost kind of a blur now. I mean, just that whole year um, and everything um, after, you know, not having a season that I want, you know, uh, being, being super young, having graduated high school early, being an 18 year old, little 18 year old kid, um, it was definitely a good feeling um, to get that, to get that out of the way because, you know, it was so unexpected. And, you know, I just, at that point, just wanted to to help the team win, especially against a, a team like that. You're like, Oh man, they're the best in the conference. You know, they're nationally ranked top 10. And so um, it, it was a good feeling. So after that season, when you're sitting there reflecting, obviously, you know, we're going to get into the, the shift. But you had to reflect a little bit, you know, when you do, what do you feel like you took away and what did you learn that first season at Wichita State? It was, since I didn't have a fall there in Wichita State, you know, the grindy fall that everybody talks about your first semester, I really wasn't set up or I, I yeah, I really wasn't set up for the longevity of the season. Um, which is, which is tough. I mean, if anybody plays college baseball, they know how tough the long season is. And so, um, my high school season, 20 games, um, 
and everything. And so, so I was good the first 20 games, but then after that, you know, you kind of lose steam and everything. And so um, for me, it was just learning that. And then, uh, you know, going back to the drawing board, keeping things simple and then getting a lot stronger because I was also 175 pounds as well. So, so let's, let's get into it. I mean, obviously you decide Wichita state's not where you want to be. You end up at Johnson County. So, you know, and you, you mentioned, you know, your dad played there, but in your eyes, how did, your sophomore year, you end up at Johnson County, and why why the shift away from Wichita State? Yeah, so after that first semester of, of playing there, um, they we got off the plane, and you know they the AD came in, and they they basically just cleaned house, fired all our coaches, um, and so that that was that really sucked because, you know, all those guys have been recruiting me since I've been, you know, really young in high school. And so um, then I came, I went and decided to come back to Wichita state and, you know, try a new coaching staff out. Um, didn't work really for me. Um, we just didn't see things on the same page. And so um, I decided to leave and ended up at Johnson County, um, you know, that next semester um and so this was before the one-time transfer rule where you go from d1 to d1 and so you know i did take the the juco bandit route so hey we've had so many so many guys on here that took the juco bandit route and um and daniel I, I think almost all of them been drafted like and pretty high at that so anybody who wants to knock juco don't know anything about uh about baseball but was it johnson county because that's where your dad went or, you know, what was the reason for picking there? Yeah, it was that. So the coach there actually, um, same coach, the coach, my dad. So he'd been there for a while. Um, it's seven minutes from my house. That's <laughs> probably a big, big reason for it. And um, they're actually really good program. I mean, we were top 10. Um, and I think it ended the season like at five or something. And so they're a really good program as well. Yeah, no doubt. So for you, you were, um, you know, team MVP, Johnson County, uh, male athlete of the year. Played and started in 22 games before the obviously pandemic shortened season. But man, slashing 507, 543, um, you know, with nine doubles, two triples, 14 home runs, 47 RBIs and 25 runs scored. You know, we always talk about how the pandemic affected guys. Um, but, you know, it may have saved everyone from you, Brady. Looking at these numbers, there's some gaudy numbers, dude, for for only 22 games. Like, I mean, what was the reason for success? Obviously, I know you're coming down to junior college, but junior college or not, man, those are some numbers. Yeah, it was, I mean, just working really hard in the offseason, I think, and then getting stronger. I mean, it was kind of like it was me preparing on my own I mean with nobody else and just showing up to Juco and just being like all right this is like kind of like your time to to break out really kind of like you did in high school uh, your sophomore year and so um end up having a really good year there and then I mean I guess sadly the season ended uh so you don't you don't get the the whole season but it ended up being really good yeah, like I said the way you were putting it on I mean there's no there's no telling where those numbers would have went and what your team would have done 
But, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued because obviously we're going to have the shift again. And with the pandemic, so many things changed, right? Only five rounds of the draft. A lot of guys don't leave. But clearly, you know, Van Horn saw something in you that, you know, there was obviously a spot available for you to come to Arkansas. So how did you end up there? Yeah, so basically – um, I was talking to a bunch of schools um, during the season. And then once it ended is when it really started ramping up. And so I had, you know, a bunch of options to weigh and um, from, from a lot of good schools and, um, you know, it ended up being that Arkansas, you know, was one of the schools I'd grown up seeing. Um, if you were a dude in Kansas city, you ended up committing there um, growing up. And so, um, it ended up, ended up working out because it's, it's close to home and SEC, really good program. And um, it just felt like the right place for me. Yeah, no doubt. You you couldn't have picked a better school. So, you know, you've been at Wichita, you've been at Johnson, and now you're at this prestigious baseball pro- program with some of the best facilities in the country. I mean, what are the emotions like, man, when you get there? You, you've came from these two places and now, like you said, dudes go to Arkansas. You go there and, I mean, it, everything's just top notch, man. What are the emotions like when you get there? It's, I mean, it's like, whoa, like, it's almost like I made it <laughs> kind of thing. But um, I knew, I knew I hadn't made it because I knew it was a long process to, to get on the field. I mean, it's really hard to play at places like this. You, I mean, you have to be a dude. And uh, I don't know if people realize how hard it actually is to make it um, on rosters like this because everybody's good. And so you just really have to, you know, show everybody that, you know, you're a dude and then you kind of got to play with a chip on your shoulder as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you guys start your your first season there at Globe Life Field. I got to tell you what I tell every guy, Brady, that, that comes on here. You know, I'm still salty. It's it's two years now. I'm fixing to go see you at the College Baseball Showdown. I'm still salty. I had tickets. I'm supposed to be there. We got snowed in. My car was completely, completely snowed in. Couldn't get out. Luckily, Globe Life redeemed my tickets, but Six top 10 teams playing down at Globe Life. I couldn't wait to be there. And then I didn't get to go there. And then I had to pay for the stupid flow sports thing so, yeah. I, could watch, so I could watch you guys. But nonetheless, um, man, y'all killed it. So my first question, you know, what's it like playing in a big league park like Globe Life Field? And what's it like, you know, going into that knowing you got six top 10 teams there? It was just – kind of like knowing the team that you had, knowing the talent that you had and just being confident in it. And we knew we had a really good team. We weren't, I mean, rankings came out. We were just kind of like, what? Like we all, we all knew how good we, we ended up being. And so it was kind of like, you know, you just go down there to prove something, prove that, you know, there might be all these top 10 teams there. Um, But, you know, we want to be that team. Um, And so it was, it was really good for us. It started our season off right, and it and it really propelled us to the team we ended up being. Yeah, no doubt. And y'all obviously, you know, swept the three teams you played. But man, I, I got to ask you. You know, we talk about hitting a home run against ECU, but hitting a home run against Texas in a big league park. What's that feel like? Man, that was crazy. I mean, I still I still think about it, and it's crazy that we can get to play in game one too. Um, but I mean, it was it was just a memory that I'll have for a lifetime. I mean, my first home run at Arkansas couldn't come at a better time um, in a rivalry game. And so, you know, it's something I'll 
you know, always remember. Yeah, so you played in 57 games with 56 starts, mostly at first base, slashing 284, 347, 560, with 14 home runs, a team leading 63 RBIs. Um, you know, first of all, man, being that you got to play first base, you know, anybody who knows anything about Arkansas in that infield, what was it like, man, playing with the best infield in the country? Well, made it really easy on me. (laughs) I mean, hold your glove out there, right? Yeah. I mean, I was just there to catch all their plays and everything. I mean, it just shows you. I mean, I came in as a third baseman and I'm like, man, like I thought I was pretty good at third base but i mean that infield was stacked and so they just made everything look easy and it was it's almost like playing on a a big league defensive kind of kind of team so it was awesome yeah i I would gladly step up and play first base with those guys like you said make it pretty easy on you now you just got to go out there and perform at the plate right and and you're good to go so you know you guys dominated all year long um across the board especially in the sec you know if we broke down series by series we'd be here all night so we're not we're not gonna do that because i mean yeah, I mean, y'all just rolled. Um, but with that, man, what would you say was your favorite SEC series of that season? Because y'all, y'all had some really good ones. Man. We had the – I mean, we had the hardest schedule in the country, maybe the hardest schedule of all time. So our RPI was way up there. And so we went to all these cool environments – so everywhere we went to, I mean, there's still like COVID regulations. We would come to town and then they, the opposing team would post, all right, 100% capacity, like everybody's coming in. And so now you have all these people come in. And so, I mean, I mean, a favorite memory. I mean, we when we swept uh, Mississippi State in this, I think it was the second series of the year, that one was on the road and it, it was really cool. And then um, I think the – Tennessee series um, towards the end of the year was actually a really good one too as well. Yeah, now that one was electric, and our other host is a Tennessee fan, and he probably would have had uh, some bitter words for you, but he's not here. And I like that you said Mississippi State. Duty Noble is just is an amazing place. Obviously, like you said, you don't get the full atmosphere with COVID regulations necessarily, but um, just enjoying the the you know what they've built there, y'all and. Bomb Walker and Duty Noble are a tier above everybody else when you talk about stadiums, and in my personal opinion, anyways. Um, but you know, so you guys end up hosting regionals and super regionals at Bomb Walker that that year. You know, obviously that environment um can get electric, but if I'm not mistaken, y'all are full capacity by the time postseason comes, right? Oh yeah, we are we are full capacity probably halfway through the season. Okay, so with that being said, you know. Just man, tell me how electric is the postseason at Ball? Man, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, there's no place like it. It's loud. You know, our fans are crazy. They're so they're just so I mean, it's it's almost I'm speechless about it because I think about it, I'm like, man, like I want that again this year, like to host because I mean they make such an impact on the game and make it so tough for other teams and it's just it's unbelievable. I mean, it's experience. Like I would encourage like all college baseball um, fans to just go and watch a game there. 
Well, see, Brady, you've been humble on this episode. I'm not a humble person at all. And Daniel will tell you, since we started in Off Bench Podcast, I've been pretty spot on, and I got y'all hosting and and as a as a top five seed. So uh, get ready to to host and and have that environment back, <laughs> my guy, because it, it's it's going to happen. Um, so you know, you guys obviously ultimately come up short, man. Um, and just an um, crazy game. Kevin Cops goes out there as a machine. Um, but you know, what I'm curious about is, you know, what is uh what is Van Horn's message to the guys after the game? I mean, you you dominate all season and then you're the number one team, and then um, you know, you you go home to a team that, you know, we always like to say it like this, you know, you're the better team, and people say, No, you're not, you lost. They may have just been better that weekend, you know. And so I, I know you guys have to feel that way. So what what was his message? Man, it was he was almost speechless. I mean, it it was – I mean, we were all hurt. Um, coach was hurt. The whole team was hurt just because we'd been so dominant all year. And it was kind of like we don't know what losing really feels like, like losing a series. And so it was it was kind of just almost speechless words. Nobody knew how to react. And, you know, we had these this plans of, of winning the College World Series and getting there. And so it was just – it was heartbreaking, honestly. I still think about it. Let me let me ask you a question. Me and Daniel and Randy go back and forth on this. You know, after the last two seasons, especially with with Tennessee and Arkansas, and then just since '99, you starting to believe in that number one curse, Brady? You believe in it? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do. Daniel, are are you on board? And and you know what's what's funny is. We had known about it too, going into it, and we're just like, "Oh crap!" Um, and we didn't. I mean, we didn't think much of it. I mean, we won game one, and the supers by like, like a hundred runs. Yeah, and so we're like, "Oh, we're like, we we didn't think much of it." And so, uh, you know, that's just how, base like, just knowing just baseball can bite you in the butt anytime. And so, yeah, I do, I do believe in it now. I'd much rather be the number two seed. No doubt. Daniel, you believing in it at this point? No. No? no still not no. buying it? No. Go out and win. Be the number one overall seed. Well, well I'll, I'll tell you this, Brady. We, we've been talking to guys, and you're you're not alone. Hey, the Tennessee guys, the LSU guys, especially because they're in the top two spots in the rankings, they believe in it. They've made jokes about – Got to find a way to lose a few games down the stretch. Get out of that. <laughs> get out of that one spot. But uh, last season, man, uh, you know, played in sixty-three games, sixty-two starts. This time, man, you're you're thirty-seven at the DH, thirteen in right field, twelve at first base. Um, you know, hitting two fifty-five with a team leading sixteen home runs, fifty-eight RBIs. Um, three, had three multi-home run games, including against A and M and Bandy. Um, you guys obviously didn't steamroll like the year before. You had your ups and downs, but I, I kind of got, you know, the same question I had around uh, the last season. You know, is there any series that really stuck out, whether it was you as an individual or you guys as a team that was just your favorite of that season and the regular season? I mean, can you beat the Stillwater Regional? Well, that's why I said regular season. I know Stillwater. We're going to get there. That I week. know. Um, Let me think. Don't say sweeping LSU or I'm gonna turn this off. <laughs> I mean, that was a good one. No, that's probably was, the best one. That's why, that one. that's why I said that. That's why I said that. LSU came in there hot and y'all humbled us really quick. 
Yeah. Um, I I can't remember. I mean that that's it, probably that's the, the one I would I'm gonna have to just, say. Just say it. Sweeping LSU. <laughs> yeah, sweeping LSU felt oh. good. And you know they have a good team every year, so. Yeah, now on the on the Stillwater thing, that's that's where I was going to go right next, man. So obviously, all these college baseball sites uh, were hyping up. We're all hyping up, getting ready for the season. And there's probably more Stillwater regional clips played than any of them. Um, most people don't even have to be associated with Arkansas. Regard that is was the most entertaining regional of last season. And so, you know, uh, my first question though for you is, you know. Now that you're not at home in Baumwalker, you're going there. You know, what's it like being in an atmosphere where you're the away team like that? I think, honestly, that specific team really needed that. And I say that because we needed something with a chip on our shoulder. Like, we needed something hard to do. Like, where we could all come together and just, you know, just – fight together basically and so that like really helped us like come together especially like I would say game two um you know where score was like 20 to 18 or something (laughs) um but for that team to to do that especially you know not playing specifically well uh the weeks prior um it was huge for us in in that postseason run yeah, and I mean, I was surprised that, you know, I thought LSU or Arkansas, since we brought, you know, LSU up, I thought one of those two teams was going to get one of those last regional bids. I was really surprised both of them had to go on the road the way they did. But, um, you know, for you in the Stillwater Regional, you hit two home runs. You drove in five RBIs. Um, you had two walks and three runs batted in against Oklahoma State. So, um, I got two questions. Um, you know, obviously, just how much fun was it? ultimately getting that win and has Jalen battles home run ball landed yet uh still haven't found Jalen's ball <laughs> might be might be in Kansas right now but um and it, was, it, was, it just took down one of these balloons <laughs> yeah no it did what was that was was when you talk about a moment that doesn't involve yourself like was that your favorite of that because that thing I mean I watched that clip so many times and I'm not an Arkansas fan like that thing is just awesome to watch over and over and you were there so they had just switched pitchers and so like we had just taken a two-run lead and the bases are still loaded so we just kind of we're kind of coming down you know we're we're all juiced up now we're kind of coming down and so then he throws the first pitch, and it was kind of like we all sit back up because he just absolutely just obliterates a ball over everything. And so, I mean, yeah, the, the call on that game is epic too. The into the night, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was loud. It was kind of like like no way. Like we thought we had done it all that game, and apparently not. So. So, you know, you'll obviously move on. Y'all go to Chapel Hill. Man, I got to cut right to it, Brady. You're going to have to not be humble just one time. You hit the walk-off single against UNC UNC to punch the ticket to go to Omaha. What's it like, man, to hit the walk-off that punches the ticket to Omaha? One trip left. I mean, you you can only get that. He's headed back to Omaha. Oh my gosh. I mean, you can only you can only simulate that in dreams, I feel like. I mean, it's something you 
you're in the backyard as a kid and you know you just almost pretend like you did it and it's and it's like I mean it's still surreal I mean you just kind of black out in that moment you're like wow did I really just do that and I mean especially like the year prior and all, all the heartbreak that we had in 21 having that good team I mean it was just it, it just there just wasn't any feeling like it in the world let me ask you a question. Did you take a beating being that guy? Like, did, I mean, did they mob you and you end up on the bottom of a dog pile? Oh, yeah. They, they started ripping my jersey. Someone tackled me behind behind me, too. <laughs> so, like, I was forcefully, like, going to the bottom of that pile. And so, you know, I was fine with it at that moment. I was like, yeah, let, like, let's do this. So you talk about obviously coming up short the year before for the guys who were returning and got to Omaha, man, you know, what, what was the conversations like, you know, in regards to man, like we're here now, we should have been here last year. We're here now. And like, it's business. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was mostly, you know, having fun, soaking all in, but then it was like, I mean, we all have this one goal. This is why we came back. And I mean, this is why we're here. And so, Everybody kind of knew the assignment at that point. Yeah, so I got to be there. Um, uh, unfortunately, my daughter had a, a huge Sweet Sixteen party that my wife. Um, usually, I stay for all of Omaha. I, I'm I thought about divorcing her for planning this party during Omaha, so I only got to watch the first couple of games of you guys, and then I had to leave. Um, but but I did get I did get to see y'all. I unfortunately did not get to see your 436 foot home run against Ole Miss, which is the longest recorded home run in a college World Series game at Charles Schwab Field. Man, okay, what's that feel like? This is the sixth home run in this backyard that's been hit straight away center field. And Brady Slavin's got all of that one. They move him to the eight hole from the two spot. Fastball, straight down the middle. My man barreled it. And we're talking about the wind blowing in. It did not matter. No. I don't <laughs> think I've seen a center field. I mean, I mean, you just can't do anything. I mean, you just you shock yourself sometimes. That did I when I hit it? Did I think it was gonna go out? No, because I knew the wind was blowing straight in. Look, I look, Brady, he's gonna go back and catch it. I I haven't even hit a ball four hundred thirty six feet on MLB the show. So, <laughs> I mean, not to mention it's a that's a big part. Wind's blowing in. The wind, you know, is crazy there. It can do a lot of different things, blow in, blow out, blow left, blow right, blow down. I mean, I, for you to be able to monster that ball to straightaway center is a feat, and I don't care what anybody says. That's that's a blast, dude. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have hit any harder than that. So when, um, when, I, when I look at things, Brady, and I think about all the guys we've come on here um, – it goes back to, man, if, if I'm putting this all together, and I think Daniel would agree with me, I think it's going back to, to JUCO, man, right? Like rebuilding yourself, putting in the time, like you said, putting in that work. Um, because if you just look at your numbers um, after that, especially your power numbers, man, like, you know, it, it it's a run that started from then and just continued to grow. And obviously, you know, we got these walk-off hits, we got these monster bombs. And, and I think it's because, you know, that, like you said, that, you took a step back, you rebuilt and planned and then went to Arkansas, got a part of these facilities where you're able to then take it to the next level. I think, I think it all just really came together. 
But, you know, obviously y'all come up short again. Um, you know, I'm not going to ask what was said. I know it's got to be heartbreak again. My question for you is, you know, like a lot of guys leaving, man, be like, uh, what, what's that like, you know, because it's, it's not just one or two guys, man. You, you lost a lot, a lot of guys that you built a brotherhood with, you know, uh, so it's one thing to lose as it is the game, but then you, you know, you're losing a lot of friends. What's that like? I mean, yeah, it was tough. I mean, after the season, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'll, I'll be right there with them. And so I didn't, I didn't think, you know, I'd, I'd be back here. And so, um, you know, having the opportunity to come back, I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, you know, new group of guys have a few guys that, you know, but, um, kind of just reminds you of, you know, when you go to these new places and you just meet a whole set of teammates and, you know, the teammates we have this year are, are all great. I mean, we, we mesh really good together. I mean, there's no issues. I mean, we got a really, you know, close binding team this year, I would say. So, I mean, are you amped about the idea? Like some, some guys don't want that leadership role, man, but obviously you're, you're going to shoulder that leadership role. You've been there. You're the upperclassman. You obviously stud. Like, I mean, are you embracing this? Are you excited about it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. I don't like it. I mean, it's, it's awesome to teach these new guys, you know, what I've learned in my past experiences, being at different places and, and learning different things about the game. And so um, just passing my knowledge to them and, and, you know, what I've learned myself is, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed it and enjoyed it and kind of just being, you know, that many coach are just being like, Hey, like, you're good. Like you're a really good player. Like I wasn't even this good when I was, you know, your age. And so just, just passing on along just a bunch of wisdom to these younger guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, Obviously, the unfortunate news, Jackson Wiggins goes down. But um, if there's anything we know, I told you when I was messaging you, uh, we you were the first hitter we were having on because, I mean, we've done we've done had Hagen on. We've had Brady. We've had Hunter. We've had uh, Cody. And so we know the depth of the pitching staff you got. Um, Obviously, you don't want to lose a guy like that. But I feel like um, you are one of the few teams in America that had the depth that um, would be able to sustain an injury like that, um, even though he is an ace and it's not somebody you want to lose. Um, so my question that I do want to ask, though, man, like, uh, you know, outside of the guys I just named, you get to face all these guys in inner squads. Like, you know, give us another name or two that you expect to really step up this season pitching-wise. Uh, you want from last year's season or just this new squad? This new squad. Who's who's coming up? Who's going to step up? So, like I said, we've we've had Hunter Holland and Cody Adcock, Brady Tiger, and Hagen Smith on. So, outside of those guys, with Jackson being down, who's a couple guys you expect to step up? I mean, all those guys I just mentioned are are all really good. I mean, had an opportunity this spring to to hit off of some of them, and they just all got really good stuff. I mean, they all have good velo, good breaking ball stuff, um, good control, and so you know it's really tough to to hit off hit off a lot of them um and then we got some really good freshmen i mean there's no like freshmen nowadays are really good i mean they all throw 95 Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's all hard to hit and it's all good stuff it's just you know that little maturing and so um you know we just got a lot of great talent and we got a deep pitching staff that we can throw in at any time um it can eat up innings and so uh we got a 
I would I would say this is probably one of the best pitching staffs I've seen um, since I've been here. Yeah, no doubt. And and your coach sp- spoke about it, and that's what sucked about you know y'all losing Jackson Wiggins. He said it's probably the deepest pitching staff I've had you know since I've been coaching. And so um, hate that you took a hit to that, but it also you know with what he said, you know you got dudes that could fill that spot. My question for you, man. Uh, I got to watch him all through high school. Obviously, watched him last year. You know, just how filthy is Brady Tiger, man? He's got some good stuff, man. I mean, all his breaking stuff moves. You know, he's getting more control as he's getting older. Um, obviously, he's got that that mindset, that closing mindset that's strong. I mean, he's just a good dude to be around. I mean, me and him are good are good buds as well. And so he's a goofball. But then, like, when it's game time, I mean, he's serious. I mean, he's he's focused. He's locked in. And so – I think that's, you know, the best trait about him is that he knows when to flip the switch. Yeah, no doubt. So the question that a lot of people have, we're, we're going to look to you for advice on this, man. You know, obviously, you know, you got you and um, and Diggs and a couple other guys that are returns. But, like, um, give us some – you were talking about freshmen. We obviously know transfers. Give us some bats for the listeners to know for Arkansas who they need to be looking out for. All right, so I'm going to say Jared Wagner. He's a transfer from Creighton. He's a, he's already a preseason All-American. Really good bat. Um, Caleb Cowley, he's, he's also a junior college transfer. Really good bat. They've both been hitting, you know, super well since they've gotten here, and, you know, they're going to be in the meat of, of our order. Um, then you got – Tavian Josenberger, really fast, transfer from Kansas. Uh, you know, he can do it all. Really good defender in the outfield as well. And then I think you're going to see the Jace Borfin in there, and he's going to make a, you know, probably the biggest impact on the team, I would say. You know, he's he's one of the leaders in the team and um, had was dealing with some injuries last year, I think, and I think you're just going to see the best version of him. And uh, – you know, he's going to play really well this season. And that's why I like asking questions like that to you guys, because, you know, we can we can read D1 baseball's report, you know, but I want to hear it from the guys who are seeing these guys swing it every day, uh, putting in the work. You know, I, I'm going to respect your opinion over over these guys because you're seeing you're seeing what's going to probably come to fruition. And so I'm excited for it. Obviously going to see you guys in four days in Arkansas or at the college baseball showdown. Um, I'm gonna be wearing my my Arkansas in off the bench shirt with with the tiger uh on the back. So man, um, hopefully uh, I don't bring y'all bad luck. Big things happen. Y'all sweep out like last time you're in Globe Life Field. But man, I look forward to it. Oh yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. It's it's an unbelievable event. No no restrictions this time. So we'll see how many we can pack in there. Arkansas travels well. I I expect. Arkansas and Texas specifically, I know it's in Texas, but, uh, you know, the rest of the teams don't travel like Texas do. I, I expect Arkansas and Texas to pack that thing out. Oh, yeah, I do, too. It'll be it'll be awesome, unbelievable experience. Yeah, it's going to be wild, man. It's uh, it's here. Yeah, we're it's here. We're ready. Yeah. We're ready. We're... It's been a long wait, but we're here now. That's right. Now, now business. There's business to to tend to is what what we like to say but speaking of business 
Brady, before we get out of here, we got to play a game, man. Got to play this okay. or that. It's the same game we play with every 175 guest that's been on this show. So this is where we get to ask you two questions. You choose one option or the other. Can't say both, can't say neither. And Jim and I sit back and we judge every answer <laughs> that you give. Okay. All right. You down to play? All right. Let's do it. We'll we'll get into some easy ones. We'll we'll, we'll give you a little. We'll put it on a tee for you to start. Pizza or tacos? Tacos. Yeah. You, tomorrow's Tuesday. Is it Taco Tuesday? I would say so. It's Valentine's Day now. <laughs> keep that in mind oh no so not tacos that, that not that'll, tacos that'll, actually that'll, that'll have a reservation at pf chang's with my fiance so that's what's on the menu for tomorrow so i'm i'm glad you brought that up scouring social media and i come across a post and the post says new favorite day one to 2023 so let's just hypothetically and this is going off script this this is just something that i'm just pulling out of thin air let's hypothetically say you win a baseball game on june 25th 2023 do you know what date that would signify what June 25th, 2023 is the last possible day that a baseball game would happen for this 2023 season. Okay. So if if you were to win that game, what would that mean? You mean we were national champions, right? Absolutely. So let me ask you this, this or that question. If that happens, what's your new favorite day? One, two, 2023 or six, 25, 2023. And, I, and I'll, 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 I'll preface this that didn't your, didn't your fiance graduate from Tennessee? She did. Okay. So, yeah, she so. did. There, <laughs> we can get in another conversation about that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ra Randy's not here. So whenever Randy's not here, I'll opt to, not talk about Tennessee. Okay. I I I I can't. Like Tennessee's a great team, but I mean obviously he, he would have brought up that Tennessee Arkansas series yeah. even though y'all won and he would have bantered with you. Yeah, he, it, it would have been a lot better, but <laughs> I I'm 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 not going to make you answer that question cuz I think I think we all know what the what the true answer would be and then what the politically correct answer would be. So, <laughs> with Valentine's Day coming up tomorrow, We'll just leave it at that, man. So you got plans. That's good. You got you got a place to eat. That's good. So hey, enjoy it. Enjoy, you know, that that you know, the, the new status, the, the fiance status. And you know, obviously I, I say all that to tell you congratulations, man. So thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's yep. it's awesome. It's a new experience, but you know, it's it's awesome. Wouldn't want it, wouldn't want it to be with anybody else. That was the longest way to say congratulations, Daniel. I've ever heard. Hey, <laughs> had to had to tell a story within a story, you know. Yeah. So, but back to it. Back to it. Beach 
or lake beach oh yeah for sure beach better better bombs battles or wallace who hits better bombs see jalen's got more swag but then cadence looks so effortless so oh i like I, i'm gonna have to go with caden there here you go is the glass half full or half empty? I'm a glass half empty guy. Hey, I I, I like that because I feel like when the glass is half empty, there's a little bit of pressure. And not, not like crazy, like unwarranted pressure, but pressure that's like, all right, get your shit together and we got to go. Let's go. Let's yeah. do this. I'm more of a all right. Let's let's fill it back up. I mean, it's half empty. Let's let's not finish it. Let's fill it back up. That's right. Uh, bucket list concert or bucket list sporting event? If you had to choose one, probably bucket list concert. And who is that concert? <laughs> you, you you told us a bunch. And hey, oh, you know you can man. pick the play. You know a lot of a lot of the guests they'll pick the place. They got it all mapped out. Yeah. Them. See, it's all like ever since I was in high school, it's always been Kanye West. But I mean, I know I know there's lately he's he's been kind of off the rails, and so. Um, yeah. So would you? So would your bucket list concert be to to kind of go back in time and see Kanye when it, before he went off the rails? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my answer. All right. All right. I can respect that. Which one are you looking more forward to hosting? Texas A&M or Tennessee? And let me preface why I put this in there, Daniel. Um, Brady, I was told by the Arkansas parents that that cult-like atmosphere down there in A&M was letting y'all have it last year. So I, I put that in there because I thought there might be a little, you know, want to get back. Yeah, that that atmosphere was great too. It was, it was, it was a little different than all the other ones I've been to, just because. I mean, I guess you said it's cult. It's cult like almost. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with Tennessee. I mean, the best. I mean, one of the best series I've ever played against was, not not me personally, but just in was with Tennessee, and. Uh, you know, there's that all that Twitter beef between Arkansas fans and Tennessee fans that all over Twitter. I it's swear, it's still going. Yeah, it's still going. Um, I mean, they they ought to have a college game day for that series. I mean, it's it's going to be unbelievable. You I'm know, sure the game's already sold out for that game too. For that series, I guarantee it is. But. I mean, it's it's either one is going to be great. He, he, he um, made me feel bad by saying that because I do have a college game day that I'm doing that weekend. Unfortunately, it's just going to be a duty noble for Mississippi State and Ole Miss. But yeah, that's but I mean, I, but that y'all all right. When you talk about rankings and quality of teams, Tennessee and Arkansas are better. But the bragging rights for the state of Mississippi and the last two national champions, people. When I put out the schedule of where I was going to be and doing things. People told me I had lost my mind, and I said, "I let because I live in Mississippi." I was like, "It just it means a lot here." So I was like, "That's the place that gotta be." Yeah, I mean, I I respect it. I I really do because that rivalry is 
is is special as well. Um, I I don't. Maybe there's this. I, I'll 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 tell you why I don't respect his answer, is because if it was LSU, his his answer would be totally different. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be. Hey, I'm gonna be at Arkansas at LSU. Don't worry about it. And I'm gonna be at Arkansas at Ole Miss. Don't worry about it. I got these. Hey. Yeah, we. I mean, we got a good road schedule, and then, you know, the the Arkansas Tennessee game. I mean, that's gonna be a good one as well. I mean, our right. schedules this year is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So we get to right. some cool places. Righty, here's what I need from you, look, because you, we talk about these these Twitter beefs, right? And these Ole Miss fans. I had footage because they claimed that they have the best fan base and and baseball. Mississippi State and Arkansas fans lose their mind on them. And I happened to be at multiple series, starting with the Tennessee series, where fans were, like, leaving by the fourth inning. And so I say that to say, if y'all run them out the stadium so I can get footage again, uh, it'll make me a happy person. Because I, I, like, I just – I don't agree with them. I don't agree with them even in the slightest. And so I just need more proof, Brady. So just tee off. Yeah, I mean, they had a really – I mean, we went there a couple years ago. They had a really good – you know, showing Friday and, and Saturday. And then, um, you know, Sunday, I mean, we were kind of putting the beat down on them early. Um, I mean, they ended up coming back, but, I mean, a lot of their fans just kind of dipped. Mm-hmm. The student and section will stay. I'll give them their credit. When, they did a little bit. When when yeah, LSU, I mean, two years ago, check this out, Brady, LSU was up 9-1, to one. whole crowd of dip. Student section was there. Hey, they got rewarded. They came back from down 9-1 on LSU, including a walk-off. And, you know, they do the beer showers. And so, anyway, as an LSU fan, I actually kind of like, you know, I was mad, but I, like, appreciated watching the beer showers and the student section was still there on a Saturday night. I was like, they stayed through a 9-1 game. Hey, man, they got rewarded. Yeah, I mean, LSU's another one. I mean, we went there a couple years ago, and you know, good Friday night, but – you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the fan base a little lost a little faith in that team, and that team was so talented. I mean, I was honestly disappointed because you know, you grow up, you hear, oh man, LSU fans are craziest. You know that the box, you know, all everything around it, and I know they're going to be showing up this year. That team they got going down there. Look, look all all SEC fan bases listen to this show, and I gave my top five, and I'm an LSU fan, and I put them at four. I don't try to lie to anybody. You can you can give me Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss, and I I haven't been to A and M, but based upon every player that's came on here or parents, like I was telling you, talking about when Arkansas was there last year, I could even argue that maybe that atmosphere they just don't have the capacity or as nice of a stadium. But yeah, yeah LSU, I mean, it can get electric, and this year being the expectations may very well be, but um, like I said, it's for me, it's bomb and duty noble, and they're they're at the tier above everybody else. Yeah, they're – I mean, they're both just – I mean, it's unreal. I mean, sometimes you can't even hear yourself think if, if it gets real loud, especially with the, the cowbell and and everything like that. So you just try to limit the amount of bell that you hear <laughs> there when you play there. <laughs> yeah, it's – uh those cowbells are – you know, it's one of those things, if you're a fan of the team, you, you love it, but – if you're not a fan of the team, it's probably the most aggravating, annoying, maybe borderline unfair thing that any college can do. But Daniel, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, fifteen thousand cowbells still isn't as annoying as one Vandy Whistler. 
I'll put I'll document that. That's true. And I, I've heard <laughs> you guys talk about this with other players about the traditions of every SEC team. Like when and I've heard a lot of guys be like, oh, we hate the the woo pig, the call, the call the hogs and all that. But every fan base has something. I mean, Mississippi State's got the cowbell that they ring all the time after every hit or strikeout. Um, Ole Miss sings some song. I I don't even know. They sing it all the time. <laughs> um, Tennessee sings Rocky Top after every. And that's the most song. annoying song ever. I mean, oh my goodness! I mean, they want to complain about the hogs. I mean, we, yeah, we do call the hogs a lot, but man, they mean, all, he, everybody's he is, got their own thing. He's verifying that he watched the Luke Lipsius clip. Is what he's doing. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yes, you know why? Because okay. my fiance and his fiance are best friends. Ah, uh, so me and Luke like know each other. So I know, I know he he's saying something about that. Well, hopefully, well, I see. Hopefully, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of hogs called. And it, it's whether you love it or you hate it, I think it's probably one of the coolest things that you can see fans do. So, you know, I, I, I tip my hat to you guys. It's uh, getting thousands of people, um, you know, early in the game, maybe a little bit easier than as the game progresses and people are having you know, whatever they're partaking in daddy sodas <laughs> or, you know, adult diet Cokes, but you know, e either way, I'm, I'm sure it, it's, it's awesome. And it's a, a sight to see. Um, but getting back to the game, we got a couple more questions before we okay. let you bounce, man. Would you rather be attacked by a tiger or a grizzly bear? And when I say rather be attacked, obviously both of them could destroy you. But if you had a chance to fight off one or the other, which one would you choose? Would you rather be attacked by the tiger or attacked by the grizzly bear? Um, see, I've I've been scared of grizzly bears. I don't know why those some of those grizzly bears are big. Like some of those grizzly bears, I think could maybe take out a tiger. So I'm gonna have to go. I'd rather be mauled by a tiger. I think. <laughs> Man, you. Look, it, it, it there's no right answer here. Um, you're right. The grizzly bears, they stand some stand like 12, 14 feet high when they're when they're all the way up and they're just massive animals and they could literally destroy you. I just think my favorite is Daniel have came from Tennessee players. We got Blake Burke who said he'd play dead, and we got Christian Scott who said he'd outrun him. See. <laughs> I think, well, in there, don't like grizzly bears like not eat you though? Don't they just like leave you just there if they <laughs> attack you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to find out. I know that. <laughs> Is that a fact? Is that not? Am I going crazy? I don't know. It's, it's, it sounds accurate, but I don't know. Dang, we didn't Google that when we put this, yeah. this or that question. I, we'll definitely look that up. But, but Daniel, tell them why the tiger. Yeah. The, the, the tiger is the, the answer that is least picked, but I would take the grizzly bear because I feel like if I catch the grizzly bear in the right time of the year, that dude's going to be in hibernation mode and I might have a chance. The tiger 
when does a tiger, Brady, when does a tiger spend most of their time hunting? Hunting? Yeah. Is that like during the winter? No. They're, they're at night. Oh, yeah. At night. When you and can't see them. Yeah, and if I can't see see something, it's extremely hard to fight it off. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna take my yeah. chances with the grizzly bear for that reason. I respect that. I respect hey, that. Yeah, you know, but there's there's no right or wrong. Like I don't want to be attacked by either, but given the two, yeah. you know. All right, Brady. Last question, man. This is this is a big one. Um, it's an important question for us to fully understand. You would you rather? betray your best friend or would you rather go to jail for a crime you didn't commit how long are we talking in jail you know, everybody has that 10 years, ten ten years. years. At, at least 10 years and you're talking about when you talk about betraying like what happens like this is the end all be all like this is like there's no coming back from this like you are oh. not friends you're not talking again like this is like the the one see i feel like if you go to jail for 10 years that relationship is just gonna fizzle too almost maybe a little bit i don't know i mean I feel like it's sound. I feel like it's such a bad answer to say betraying your best friend. It'd, it'd be the same answer every other guest says. So if you, that's what I mean, it's the writing. Like it's, it's the writing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one I'm going to go with. But it doesn't feel right to say it. It it let me, let me tell you this. Jim is my best friend. Has been my best friend for a really long time. But given the the choice between the two in this question, I. It's not even like no, no. You better go ahead and tell him that you said you I, wouldn't do a weekend in jail. I no, I'm telling. You, I wouldn't do ten ten minutes in jail. <laughs> like they could be sending me to like a little holding facility for the night for a few hours. Like Jim did it. <laughs> is that dude? And he did it. And I'm sticking the knife really far in his back. I ain't going to jail, Brady. Just, just not doing it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm you not know, going to jail either. I, I, I'm 38, and at this point in my life, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I've never been to jail, but I can tell you this: that ain't for me. It ain't. It just, it's, it's no. not it at all. So, Daniel, sorry, gotta, sorry, Jim. Daniel, I got a gut feeling about something. I'm going to ask him. I know we're done with this with that, but I got to go with a question that we retired. Brady, I got to know, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. No. You, no. What, you, you, you something thought. Gave me a, something gave me a vibe that he would say yes. I was just hoping he would. See, what happened was I went to Globe Life Field last year and I had a hot dog sandwich, and now I'm convinced. And I'm trying to find people who would join me. We were retired the question because I was getting very few people. But I don't know. Brady gave me a vibe that he might join me, but I was wrong. Hot dog sandwich? Mm -hmm. Is it just a regular hot dog? Or is what they know, they cut, they cut two hot dogs into four halves and then put it on toasted bun. And so they said that doesn't count. It's oh. no longer the same. Basically, they were trying to be cheap. And charging this, <laughs> charging this dude twelve dollars for half a hot dog. Wow. 
I guess if you put on Texas toast, it might count. That's, that's what it was. See? No, anyway, I've done, I've done, I've done, went off the, the script. That's, that's just foolish. <laughs> and you, you know, Jim, you're going to make Brady's episode end with that ridiculousness. I, I hope know, they have you, one. You at Globe, I hope they have one at Globe Life Field, Daniel, and I'm sending you a picture. I hope they carry him just like Minute Maid Park did. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, Brady, dude, anything before you get out of here, anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, no, just go hogs. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Um, if you want to know more about Brady and maybe what he's doing on a Monday, maybe he's being interviewed on a podcast, or maybe it's Taco Tuesday. Maybe you want to see the tacos he's got diced up in there. Go on over to Instagram at Brady Slavens, or if you want to see him on the diamond, get updates on Arkansas Razorback baseball. You want to see the hogs called, go on over to Instagram at Razorback BSB. Brady, dude, it's been a pleasure. We wish you nothing but the best. Hopefully, you guys have a magic, magical season, a magical run. We'll come back, bring you back, and we'll talk about it, man. Yes, sir. We'll see you all in uh, Arlington and hopefully Omaha. Absolutely. That's Brady Slavens, everybody. If you like hearing Brady's story or you just like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, likes, love, hugs, hearts, all that good stuff is always welcome. We'll see everybody back next episode. We got episode 11, and we're going to get the last little warm-up, the last little baseball update from Mississippi State baseball star Kate Smith. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out.